You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Greg Tess is not joining us uh, this week. Um, Greg, how are you doing tonight? I mean, I had the flu last week, so I've been better. That's why we haven't recorded a podcast in a while, but uh, I'm on the up and up. I can mute my microphone to cough, so I'm good. That's a good How are you thing. doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, uh, it's 50 degrees here today, so I mean, that's that's a plus, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, it's uh, 50 here, too. All our snow melted. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, we're getting more snow on Saturday though. So I guess that's not a good thing, but you guys don't need to hear about my problems. So, you know, the Red Wings are going nowhere fast. And today we have two quick subjects. Um, like I said, Tess is not joining us tonight. Greg, I just want you to shout out the sponsors and then we can get right into it. So our sponsor is Howie's Hockey Tape. Uh, Howie's Hockey Tape distributes to uh, most of the major leagues, including the NHL and the AHL, uh, even the Red Wings, who are currently losing 2 to nothing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, anything you need for the locker room, Howie's has. Visit their website, uh, howieshockeytape.com or .ca for our Canadian listeners. And if you buy something, use the promo code WINGEDO to save yourself 10%. Go to Howie's, support a Michigan product. Yeah, Howie's has some really good stuff, especially the the wax they have and the tape and everything. So, yeah, guys, check them out for sure. Yep. So tonight what we're going to talk about is uh, just a couple things. We're going to talk about, and I, I know we stressed it a little bit in the, a couple podcasts ago, but we're going to talk about what we feel are basically the guaranteed trades to happen before or at the deadline. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how Jeff Blaschel is going to be wrapping up his coaching career in Detroit. <laughs> But Tyler, we'll start off with who we believe are the guaranteed trades uh, coming up. Um, yeah, so we were kind of talking about this briefly off air. I think that it's a foregone conclusion. Mike Green's obviously gone. I think Xavier Willette, the experience, uh, experiment with him is probably over. I think he's another guy that could be attractive to other teams. I think that one of Nyquist and Tatar could be gone. And I also think that one of the goalies could be gone as well. And I'm not sure if that means uh, the Red Wings have given up on Peter Mrazek or if that means that they're going all in on Peter Mrazek and they're going to trade Jimmy Howard. He did say that he would waive his uh, no trade clause. I believe it was last year and going into this summer here. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that, you know, you're going into these trade deadlines and these free agencies and stuff like that, hoping that your team's going to do a million things. I think that if they did Mike Green, they did Gus Nyquist, and they did one of the goalies, I think that would be probably the best thing they could do. I know that Mike Green's gone, though. That's for certain. Yeah, uh, Mike Green is definitely gone. Uh, a couple of the, the interesting things that I've heard, I, I was listening to another podcast at work today, and the host basically gave it with 75% certainty uh, that Jimmy Howard will go to uh, most likely the Islanders with Halak coming back. Halak is up at the end of this year, I believe, which would leave us with Mrazek. Now, I don't know about all in on Mrazek because uh, even though he's gotten his consistency back recently, he, he still had that very long drought of inconsistent play. Mike Green. Well, I'd, like to bring, I'd like to bring up one other quick thing too. And, and this, this should come as no surprise, 
the Red Wings did draft a goaltender in the in the what sixth round, I believe it was. And I mean, that should tell you right there that they're not a hundred percent sold on Peter Mrazek. No, we've got three, for that matter. Yeah, we've got three good um goaltenders coming up. We've got Petrozelli coming up. Uh, we've got Jorn Van Pottelberg, mm-hmm. who played uh, for his national team. And we've got uh, Larson, who also played for the Swedish team. So we've got good goalies in the pipeline. Uh, it's just getting them developed will be bad for a few years. So let them develop for a few years. When we get done with this, I have one question for you. And it's just a general question. Yeah. yeah so course. either Tatar and Nyquist are gone. Um, most likely Nyquist. He shows the most interest. The wild card that's also showing interest is Danny DeKaiser for some reason. Um, I'd trade him for a box of Lucky Charms. Get him out of here. I agree. What's your I'd question? I'd drive him to the airport on my bike. And, uh, that's, yeah, I'd that's hold his lot. hand and walk him there. <laughs> um, so my question to you is, out of the because obviously defense is the glaring need and uh, Rasmus Dahlin is obviously the guy that everyone's coveting, as well as Adam Boquist. What in our yeah. system right now? Who do you like the most as um, you know a defenseman? Just so the people that are listening to this, you know, it's going to be a transitioning here for the next few years. So I mean, people are going to want people to look at what, what's the defenseman that really intrigues you the most. Probably the best defenseman in our system as far as a combination of speed and talent and um, just overall play is Philip Ronick. Um, I'd be surprised if he didn't get a call up by the end of the year. Him and Hicketts are most likely our next. If, if we have to play two kid defensemen next year, it's going to be Hicketts and Hronik. The, the next one that's really, really close behind is uh, Vili Sariarvi. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He's smart. He's a little small, but he's got crazy hockey IQ and he's got a good first pass out of the zone uh, beyond that not much yeah that's that's not a good thing although i will say one thing and and i'm not sure how much you've seen of him because i, I believe he was just drafted this year caspar uh, caught Kinsalo. he's playing at boston university and as you guys know i live in boston so i i i'm actually a bu fan i get to go and see them play i like his game i don't know how much you've seen of his game i think that's another guy that's going to be intriguing uh your thoughts quick i watched him a little bit in the uh juniors the world juniors he looked good who who's that other kid from denmark that i can't for oh, the life of me remember um, his name right now uh, Mount he, he's the other one yeah, Malte Setkoff looked real good. He's playing in a men's league. Same with uh, Gustav Lid, uh, Lindstrom. Yes. Um, they could be, I mean, they were just drafted and they could be good, but they've got to get into the AHL, see what they can do, or keep going in their men's leagues over in Sweden to see how they go. Because I think one of them's playing for the Red Hawks and they're doing pretty well. Uh, Chelowski yeah, is the other one. The, um, he's playing for the Red Hawks. Yeah, he's playing for Malmo, yeah. Chelowski is the other one that I don't, I mean, I need to see him play at a, a level higher than OHL. I mean, OHL, sure, if you're if you're tearing it up, they're good, but we've seen plenty of players go from the OHL to the AHL and just fall flat. He did a pretty so, good job in college with um, with um, St. Cloud State. Bob Motzko is a pretty good coach. And uh, yeah. I will just say one other thing. I did see him play in person. I, I know with preseason hockey is a joke, but... He did do a pretty good job. The Bruins stacked their entire team, and Chalowski, I think, was the number one defenseman on the team. And uh, he he played. Yeah, a he. Game, so he looks good. He looks good. 
I think not making Team Canada pissed him off, which is might be what he needed to elevate his game. Um, but he looks good, and I'm excited to see what the kids can do. They just have to give them a chance to do it. That's what they're. That's yep. what hopefully this trade deadline will bring is is open spots, open spots and picks. Because if we don't win the lottery and get the first pick, maybe we can trade two first round picks to move up. And yeah, get well, Dallin, or move up and get Svechnikov. So the other thing is, is you don't need number one overall. You can get number two or three, and you can get. Um, you know, everyone keeps asking, well, who's the second guy? Well, Adam Boquist is another defenseman. And I, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they, there was one scouting report that said his upside is Eric Carlson offensively. So, I mean, well, yeah, you could even get that, Quinn that's Hughes. something I'd definitely be interested in. Yes, Quinn Hughes out of the University of Michigan is another guy. Yeah, this so. this whole draft is stacked. And if we can get if we can trade, if we can get somehow a first round pick for Mike Green, and have two first rounds we can get another second round pick in a trade we'd have three second round picks so i mean we're gonna we're gonna fill our talent pool here pretty quickly but i mean we're gonna not be good for a few years here's the question though but that's a good that you know in some in some you know ways that is not the worst thing in the world because then at least then you have a, a chance at you know getting some of these guys and then at the same time you also there's starting you start to see a light at the end of the tunnel if you will like this is just a lull of, of suck basically and uh yeah. you know i think i was we're uh, all tired of this yeah i was on twitter talking to a um a brazil red wings fan account which is weird there's a bunch of red wings fans in brazil apparently. yeah there is um yeah, and they were telling me they're like, well, we're just going to keep being mediocre because all the Red Wings fans care about is the playoffs. And I'm like, actually, all the Red Wings fans over here, we're we're done with it. We don't care. We don't want to make the playoffs so we can fix this team so that we're not garbage for 10 years. Yeah, so I mean, I we're not the kind of team that that for some teams rebuilding on the fly works because they have some younger players already that can mature as they get older. And so do we, but we also have like Zetterberg's not getting any younger. Nielsen's not getting any younger. DeKaiser's not getting any better. So rebuild on the fly is really not going to work for us. Yeah. But at the same time, like everyone says, I'll tear it all down. You can't really tear it all down because number one, no one's taking those contracts. And number two, you're not bad enough to tear it all the way down. And no. at the same time, why are you going to trade Larkin? Why are you going to trade Mantha? Why are you going to trade Afton to see you? You're not. You're not. There's no. no point. So you're not rebuilding and stripping it down all the way. You're going to strip it down some, but not all the way. I think they can be, they can do something uh, similar to what the Philadelphia Flyers did a few years ago. They kind of sucked for a few years, but they didn't bottom out completely. I think that's what the Red Wings are going to be looking at. Um. But yeah, I, I I think we could tear it down 75% of the way. Keep a core, keep shove some of the guys that you've been putting on the second and third line down to the fourth line and just retool. But I mean, I, I think 75% rebuild is what the Red Wings are going to have to go through yeah. along with management, which is what we're going to what we're going to talk about next. Yes. Um, let me just say one other thing and then we can move on to the next subject. We talk about yeah, all ahead. those first round picks and we talked about maybe getting some second round picks. That's all well and good. If you have, um, you know, someone at the helm that's going to be there long term. What is going on with 
uh, Ken Holland. Is there? Have you seen anything? I know you're really big into seeing rumors and stuff like that. Have you seen anything on on Ken Holland possibly being out of here besides the Vancouver report? No, the Vancouver report's squashed now because they rehired Benning. They signed Benning to a longer contract. Oh, but that's right. Did. My my thing with I'm almost certain he's going to be gone. Bay interviews they've been doing recently. They recently, the Red Wings themselves recently did an interview. I think it was Red Wings themselves with uh, Draper asking about his current role in the organization and where he sees the organization going and basically saying, yeah, if Holland's gone, then Draper's going to be the next GM, which I mean, okay, but that's not really helping when the organization is the issue. Yeah. I mean, the organization needs a retool. You know, although this, I've heard from a lot of people that Draper is uh, is a good hockey guy when it comes to uh, making, well, we'll see when it comes to making decisions, but on talent evaluation himself, I mean, he did learn from one of the best. I mean, hopefully he'll use his own stuff, but he did learn from one of the best, you know, there ever has been. I mean, he did build the Red Wing. Uh, Jimmy D can get a lot of credit for it, but, you know, Ken yeah. Holland kept it afloat for a long time, so. Yeah, that's that's all I've seen though. I I mean, there's the good thing is is there's been no rumors of them talking with Holland about an extension, and that's the last thing we need is an extension for Holland. So I I think he's out. I think they'll let his contract run up, but they'll have to hire someone real quick to get in and start planning the draft because this is a big draft year and they can't afford to screw it up. What the Red Wings um, but, should do, and this is where we'll end it here, what the Red Wings should do is what the Tigers did with Dombrowski. Why are you going to let the end of the year run out and not have a new GM take a look at what he's got on the ice? with Even with 10 games left, at least that GM has something to go off of other than you know some video and, and everything like that. Uh, that's that's what I don't understand about it. The, the Tigers did a pretty good job. I mean, Alavila, you can say whether you like him or not but the tigers did a good thing they they fired dombrowski with what 50 games left or something like that they let avila come in and then take 50 games and look and see what was what was good with the tigers and i think the wings need to do that because otherwise you're throwing this new gm into the fire he's gonna have to draft a bunch of people he's has no idea what the hell is going on unless it is draper yeah, that's why they, that's the only reason I think they're going to hire someone within the organization, because if they were going to have to go from outside, I mean, you'd have to fire Holland within the next month or so um, just to be able to get someone in, get them acclimated, let them know, like get them used to the systems and then ha- get them started to work on the draft. Because this is a very, very important deep draft. And this depends on whether this draft depends on whether the Red Wings flounder for five years or, or start to come back in two or three. So, right. But the next thing we're going to talk about is just the the job Jeff Blaschel has been doing. And Tyler, I know that you, I mean, Jeff Blaschel is probably one of your top five favorite coaches. But I'm going to let you start on uh, on our, our talk about Jeff Blaschel. Yeah, Jeff Blaschel. I mean, I wanted the guy to succeed because, you know, Mike Babcock had a great run here. And, you know, it seemed like the guys were starting to get sick of him. And, you know, a lot of reports are that Babcock was really hard on the guys. Well, now you see that apparently that didn't work or, or that worked because the teams made the playoffs then. Now you bring Blaschel in. He doesn't say much. It doesn't look like he says much to the boys on the bench. He says he says in his post game press conferences, "Oh no, I didn't even talk to the guys." 
What do you mean you didn't no, no, talk trust to the, the process? Guys? Yeah, trust the process. If I hear one more thing about the process, I'm going to go absolutely insane. This winged wheel is a sacred winged wheel, and he's taking this winged wheel and, like, destroying it you know taking all the lug nuts out of it and and, and putting all this breaking all the spokes that's what he's doing to the winged wheel and and uh, i don't know how much longer he's gonna have this job because at the same time i think that the red wings have to wait and see who gets fired at the end of this year to hire somebody else but at the same time if you're Ken Holland and your management and your ownership, how much longer can you look at a Red Wings team going into Tampa? They're down 2 nothing. Yeah, they've played okay. But the other night against um, the Islanders, blowing that game almost, it seems like the message is just not getting through. I mean, you know, you almost blow the game against the Islanders, and then you do blow the game against the Caps, and then Thomas Tatar bails you out. So, I mean... Yep. I- he he's got to go. I don't know when it is, whether it be after the season, but he's got to go. He's not the future here in Detroit. Yeah, I was a huge Jeff Blaschel supporter for about the first six months that he was in as a coach, and then everyone started. I mean, earlier this year, everyone started ragging on him, and I'm like, half of this isn't his fault because of the team he's been given, because of the contracts that Holland has signed. But his recent actions in um, promising Athens to see you more ice time and then putting him on the fourth line with garbage players or like completely sitting him. Athens to was sat the last game like mm-hmm. he sat him. Yep. So I came up with a term called blashing. That is what uh, Jeff Blashell does. Uh, like it is it. to sit a player or demote them to a lower line for seemingly no good reason other than they need to be better while playing veteran players who make the same, if not worse, mistakes. That is the definition of blashing. He will play people like Jonathan Erickson <laughs> who literally turn the puck over. It's their job. It's Jonathan Erickson's job to give it to the opposite team and let them score. And if he doesn't do that, maybe if he doesn't do that, if he plays well, he'll get benched. But to bench someone like Athanasiu and say he's got stuff to be like, say vague stuff like he has things he needs to work on. Like if he's in, you have a better chance of winning the game if he's in the lineup. I don't care if he's an asshole, if he's got an attitude problem, work on that later. But if you want to try to win games, you play him. Well, there's like, an awful lot I, of attitude just Jeff Blaschel, problems. He was okay for a while. And then he kind of took the... um. I don't want to say the Babcock turn, but um, he's like Mike Babcock without the the fieriness, I guess. Like Matt, Mike Babcock, I feel has like a like a huge compete level, and he can get angry and he can yell and stuff like that. But I, I think Babcock <laughs> has the same mentality, but can't enforce it. But Bab, uh, you said Babcock, you meant Blashill. Um, Babcock, yeah, Blashill. What makes Babcock great? Yes, is the fieriness and and everything, but. You know, he, he gets the most out of his team. It doesn't seem like Jeff Blashell gets the most out of the team. I don't know if that means – I don't know what the reason behind that is, if he's just not a good coach or if he, you know, the team doesn't, you know, looks at him and it's like, this guy's a joke or what. But I think it's it's more or less like Babcock was hard on the guys. Blashell's not hard on the guys. And so some of the guys, like you said, the Kaiser – and maybe Tatar have kind of given up now on a coach that yeah. you know, cares and is going to sit these guys. 
if there was a coach in there right now that could get the most out of this team, this team might be a playoff team. They don't look good on paper. They they are much better than they played. I promise you that. They are much better than they played. This coach has a lot to do with it. Not everything. They may not be a playoff team, but they may be a lot closer than they are right now because you'd have guys like Larkin and Mantha and Athanasiu playing on the first line, playing prominent roles. You might not have guys like Erickson and DeKaiser and these guys. Oh, you know what else? There might be some disciplinary, disciplinary actions with guys like Erickson when he gives the puck away or takes a stupid-ass penalty when the game's on the line. There might be disciplinary actions. You, you ever heard of that? That's yeah, been I, a long feel time like, since you've seen that. Yeah, I feel like what he tries to do is, is he goes by the analogy that you can still teach young players how to fix their game, but you can't teach old players, so you just let them do whatever they're going to keep doing because you can't change them. But that's not an excuse. Like, move your players that are making dumbass decisions down to a different line. Play them less. No, they consistently put people like Erickson out there and give them top minutes. Just keep doing it. He's a great, great defenseman, right? No, you it's, he's on the first it's not there, working. Right? Yeah, so some of the decisions that have been made, like uh, the first power play unit infuriates me. You put like Nicholas Nicholas Cronwall is like on the first power play unit. That first power play unit should be Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu, Nyquist, and then like Trevor Daly or Mike Green. That no, should be first. power play unit. Well, you need a defenseman, like one well, defenseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not Nyquist. But, so then Firk and then uh, then, then put Firk there instead of Nyquist. But the thing is, but you're gonna put uh, Zetterberg. Uh, Cronwall, Glenn Denning, like Abdelkader. Why do you like that's not even trying? That's, I would be fine if you did Larkin, um, Athanasiu, and Abdelkader just as a net front presence or something. And then well, you I mean, did Ferk and you did, uh, let's just say Hicketts on the point. That's that's where you start yeah. to get younger. That's where you start to give, you know, the, the coach would have trust in the younger players. This coach has no trust in the younger players, with the exception of Larkin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Blashill, I think too, is going to be gone at the end of the. I think him and Holland will both be gone at the end of the season. Yeah. Next year, like I said, next year's. I texted you this earlier. Next year's going to look a lot different from a management position and a team position because if they don't do anything in, like, if they're tra- a trade deadline bust and they only trade Mike Green. And I mean, this, the fans are going to stop going to the games. That's what's going to, I mean, more than they're all, they've already stopped going to the games. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the people have, uh, have just said, you know what, if you're not going to put a product on the ice or, or at least give us something to look forward to down the line, then we're not going to come. We're going to watch the games at home or not watch the games at home, but we're not going to come. We're going to yeah. still wear your merchandise we're still going to have whatever but we're not coming to your games anymore until you figure out that this isn't just a business this is an entertainment thing where you have yeah. to put a decent product on the ice yeah i mean we're hey. we'll, we're still fans i don't care how bad the team is i don't care how bad the team is i'm still a fan but oh, I am too. the yeah. only way the only way to get them to change something is to stop giving them direct money by going to the games. That's the only way you can change it. 
I mean, yeah, I was I think at. They see it. I, I think they see it. To be honest with you, I think they're starting to see it. I think at first, they this year they were like, you know what? Everyone's going to come no matter what. It's a brand new arena. It's the Red Wings. It doesn't yeah. matter. No, 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 no. If your team isn't competitive, and your team acts like they have zero yeah. direction, that it's like a girl that you're going to date, right? A hot girl that you're going to date might like you, and then she finds out you have no direction in life she's gonna be like no no i'm done with you i want to find someone that has a direction i want to find someone that knows what he's doing this team has no idea what they're doing i i'm yeah. convinced no idea and it's infuriating because i live here in boston and i have to hear it every fucking last day of my life from my dad i work at a hockey shop so at the, the people at the hockey shop the people i work with uh, you know, people come in, all oh, the Bruins won again. Okay, great. My Red Wings just lost again. So, like, it, it, it gets frustrating. But, yeah, of course, you got to be a fan. But it's just it, – it is. It's frustrating. And that's why we do this. Yeah. It, I think a lot of it will be fixed, though. Hopefully, Blashell can't stay. And, and I don't know who we're going to get as a coach. I don't know who's available. I really hope it's fired. That's the best way to do it. I think. Yeah. I really hope they don't try and do the whole, uh, well, let's promote Todd Nelson. Now give him another chance. Cause he won a Calder cup. We need someone new or we need either someone brand new. That's never coached in the NHL before, or we need a, a person that's been in the NHL for a long time. Yeah, so. I think it's the latter because when we were we were doing this podcast before, and this was this was probably a while back. This is when we had Max here still. Um, we were talking about the Jeff Blaschel thing. This was probably about a year and a half into it or something like that. And basically, I said, "You're the Detroit Red Wings." Yes, I know you can't spend money like you used to, and you can't just you know, for lack of a better term, buy your team and you know augment it by by you know paying but at the same time you're still an iconic franchise you're like the boston red yeah. sox or the new york yankees of the nhl like you should have a top man a uh, top coach you should have a good coach you should have a a coach that has at least some idea of what he's doing i think this guy has no idea what he's doing i've talked to people i'm not going to name names because that's not that's not something i'm on here to do is blow up people's spots but i've talked to people that basically say that Jeff Blaschel has no idea what he's doing and that, you know, he did well in all his other stops because, you know, he is a decent coach, but in the NHL, he's never going to crack it unless, you know, he's somewhere else like Dan Bilesmo with Pittsburgh or, you know, Mike Sullivan with Pittsburgh or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that they need to bring in somebody like Daryl Sutter, if he wants to do it again, I'm not sure that he wants to go through a rebuild. So that might Darryl be out Sutter. of there. That might be out. I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, you know, the current NHL coaches right now. You could also look into college. You could look at David Quinn at Boston University. He's coming up soon. You could really, if you wanted to, I'm not sure that his contract is up, but I'm sure you could go knock on Tony Granato's door at Wisconsin and see, uh, you know, hey, look, the Red Wings uh, – job uh, head coaching job is up would you want to interview for it and i think that would be a good way to go i just think that you can't bring someone else up from grand rapids you can't bring someone up from toledo you need to bring someone in 
either brand new or someone that has been here in the past with success at some point before. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what's what's Daryl Sutter doing? I think he's just on his farm out in Western Canada waiting for another opportunity or maybe just retired. I'm really not too sure. But I do think that would be a good way. I also think that maybe a package deal, Daryl Sutter, bring him in as a coach, bring Dean Lombardi as the GM and see what happens with that. I mean, they're going to have to get creative. They can't just bring up Draper and bring up Todd Nelson and say, oh, yeah, here we go. You changed it. No, no, yeah. no, 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 They need to do something similar to what the Tigers did with Brad Osmus. Get rid of Brad Osmus. Bring in someone that has a lot of uh, experience around Garden Hire. You know, something similar yeah. to that. Yeah. I think that would be okay with the fans. Do you think fans will start to come back, or do you think it's going to be like, um, you know, going to be difficult to, for people to start coming back to LCA? No, I think the fans will come back. Um, I think ticket prices need to go down. They're completely insane still. I'm I'm not going with the product that they have right now. I'm not paying seventy five bucks for upper bowl tickets. That's not yeah, happening. That's, that's insanity. Uh, that that really no. is it's insanity. What what me and a friend did was we went and sat at a bar on StubHub uh, at the arena, and at one point while we were sitting there, tickets went down like on the glass tickets for thirty five bucks. So, yeah, no one wants to see this team play. There's no direction. Like I said before, there's zero direction. Once people yeah. start to see a light at the end of the tunnel, once people start to see prospects, uh, you know, not just prospects doing well in, in Grand Rapids, but prospects doing what Charlie McAvoy did at the World Juniors, playing for the United yeah. States or, or Russia or whoever, um, that's when people will start to say, hey, look, we have somewhat of a direction. Look, I can't wait to see um, Eli Tolvanen. I can't wait to see X player. I can't wait to see Charlie McAvoy in a red. You know what I mean? That's yeah. when people will start to say, look, this is when we're coming back. And those may be the fair, fair weather fans. But you know what? It is what it is. It's what, are, yeah, what well, I think for me lately kind of thing. I think what we're going to try and do next week is a mailbag. So if we get some questions from the people who are listening, if you can shout out your questions either to at me uh, at bringing the wing, or if you want to shout them out to Tyler, or if you want to shout them out to the winged octopus uh, Twitter account or DM them to us or whatever you want to do. I think we're going to try and do a mailbag next week and try and answer all of your questions. And that'll be still before trade deadline. So if you have any trade deadline questions, let us know. If you have any questions about the team overall, if you want any of our opinions, if you want to know what our favorite ice cream flavor is, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. Just send us some questions to any of the winged octopus Twitter uh, peoples, and we'll go ahead and uh, put them down and we'll shout you out and we'll answer your questions next week on a mailbag. But I think that's all we have for this week's podcast, Tyler. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, wish me luck. I'm going to Boston to see the Red Wings in, at the beginning of March. I think it's the 6th. Um, so wish me luck. Make sure you bring your heart back. <laughs> we haven't won there uh, since like 2014. So, uh, yeah, oh. that, that should be really interesting. Uh, anyways, um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Sealy. You can follow Greg on Twitter at bringing the wing. You can also follow us on Twitter. Like I said, winged octopus, you can like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram. We might have a special guest coming up here in the next few weeks. So that's just a hint. There. Yeah. I might have a couple, right? 
yeah, a couple, definitely one. I don't know about the other, but we're trying. We're trying real hard. That's actually going to be one thing we're going to be doing here going forward, trying to get a guest maybe every other show or something. Anyways, from Greg, I'm Tyler here. Tess, hopefully, you know, everything's good. Talk to you guys next week and go Wings. Hopefully they can beat Tampa Bay here. Stay classy, Hockey Town. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town, yeah.